It's The Rush with Jenny Lehman and Tyler McComas. Country Road! Take me home! Help him out, boys! Man, is that what we need today? Baker Mayfield singing West Virginia's go-to song. I don't. I, that one one time was maybe one uh, one too many. That's Baker's graded a lot of things, man. Heisman Trophy winner in uh, in one aspect of his life, but karaoke not not great. And remember, like that was on Hard Knocks. And yeah. what was like? He was asked to sing the first song that comes to mind during the rookie show, and that's the first song that came to mind for him. Or at least that's the song that he decided to sing. I, I found that interesting. Yeah, you know, having witnessed a lot of rookie shows, I think what he was going for was how can I get a quick sing along to join in with me and help out. Um. I think he overestimated that one. <laughs> May have been better with some in sync or something. Why you know? am I blanking on the head coach's name that was there when he was drafted? And you could hear him in the background. Help him out, boys. Help, help him out. Help him out. Guy needs help. Help him out. Yeah. Uh, I, why can I not remember his name either? Uh, it's the uh, he. What did he say whenever he walked in the facility at Oklahoma about Baker? I, I said something about it. I don't know. Uh, he was not there for very long, that's for was sure. Was it Hugh Jackson? Hugh Jackson, yeah, is, is who it was. There I don't even go. know if he finished the year that year. What, uh, what you, uh, you piqued my interest on something on the rookie show. Did you, what, what did you do during the rookie show back in uh, what, the 04 season? I did nothing. You didn't do anything? I, you didn't dress I've up as Madonna and sing or nothing? God. I've told you this before. The most amazing thing happened um, – Steve Mariucci was the head coach, and he said, no rookie hazing of any kind. No shaving heads, no forcing guys to get up and sing songs, nothing. Now, he didn't say anything about the rookie party that we had to finance that cost uh, tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) But um, as far as any of, of that type of air quotes hazing, didn't have to do any. NFL, no no fun league uh, with Steve Mariucci. Dude, that's a bummer. I was hoping that you had to dress up like, uh, I don't know, Shania Twain and sing a song back then or something. That's that's disappointing. Or, or uh, act out a movie scene or, I don't know, some, some of the great uh, rookie show clips that we've seen on Hard Knocks back in the day. I'm, I'm sure you would have thrived in that spot. Maybe we can uh, get the guys back together from the uh, 2004 Detroit Lions and uh, figure it out or something. Who knows? Uh, we, we did just lose uh, Teddy. We'll, we'll get him back momentarily. But uh, we do have Bob Stoops coming up uh, later this hour at 345. We'll ask him his thoughts about Saturday's game, of course. Yes, what he thought about the no call on Drake Stoops in the end zone and kind of his overall thoughts on, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, question that Drake was asked a couple of days ago what Drake thinks about some saying that the season is over. Um, 
Yeah, Drake had a pretty epic uh, comment after that, so we'll see if uh, Bob agrees with Drake uh, on uh, some people thinking the season is over. I'm, I'm sure that he probably agrees with the Sun there. But, um, yeah, I'm saying that maybe we can recreate that 04 Lions team and uh, get you back to do a rookie show in some capacity. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, but Baker, ha- he had the right theory in mind, just the wrong song. The the country roads, he didn't get the, the instant sing-along like he had hoped. But it made for great audio for us, right? Every year in West Virginia, we've got to play Baker Mayfield singing their song. Yeah, it's great. Which, well, this will be the last time that we're able to use that one, though. I got to tell you, WVU, eh, pretty good football team. Pretty good football team. Now, uh, I I think that, you know, maybe some of their statistics are perhaps a bit inflated whenever you look at the schedule that they've played, but uh, still really good run of the football, really good offensive line, athletic quarterback, they're going to, you know, they don't throw the ball well, but they make up for that in the, the rushing department. First down, Tyler. That's the thing to watch in this football game. What, fake injuries on first down? Or just yeah. them, or them getting first downs? Uh, well, yardage gained on first down. Yeah, we got to be good. Get them we behind the sticks, off. and you're in yeah, a you're, you're in a pretty good uh, pretty good situation there. Yeah, if you can force uh, Garrett Green to beat you from the pocket is really what you want. Now, uh, beat you from the pocket, but don't don't let him scramble all over the place and turn it into backyard football, you know, cause he's, he's really athletic, legit four or five, uh, type of athlete could run. We've seen him in the past against us. So, but you want him throwing the football. He's like a 55% completion guy. So if you can shut down the run and put it on his arm, we can have a good day. Well, I need to and, go back. I, I need yeah. to go back to the Mike Gundy press conference a few weeks ago and, uh, see what he said about West Virginia. You think it was something like, uh, well, four's got some wiggle at tailback. He runs hard. Uh, six, he looks like he needs a high chair to see the middle of the field there at quarterback. Uh, five's a jag, but he's probably their best flanker out there. That's probably something like that, right? Yes. Yes, including all of the the old terms for every uh, Pretty good position. flanker out there. Uh, he, can, he can beat you deep. Yeah, their halfback ain't bad. Yeah, that's great. Oh, we do. We need to start doing a, uh, any common opponents a, a Gundy breakdown from his press conference of of, of what they've got. Yeah, um, I um, in terms of our Thursday field, we'll get to that, and I'll read off some uh, some scores that we're getting on our Twitter page. But I'm uh, I'm unsure about some things going into Saturday. I mean, I am sure that this game is going to come down to turnovers for this offense and. Taking uh, taking advantage of situations. The, the problem is, I don't know if they're actually going to do that this time. I, I am I, I I'm pretty sure of one thing, and I do feel a lot of confidence with this. I feel pretty good that the defense is going to show up and have another nice game on Saturday. And I'm yeah. sure they'll give up a play or two. We mentioned four's got some wiggle, five's a jag, but he's their best flanker. Like they'll hit on some plays, but I think the defense once again will put this offense in a situation to close out the game in the second half. Yeah. And it'll be up to them to – because, I mean, I, I'm looking at like 17 points for West Virginia on Saturday. That's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at 17. With, this, with this OU defense, yeah. 
I I would say that's not a bad number. I would say that um, they score less than 17 on our defense. Now, pick six, blocked punts for touchdowns, kick return for touchdowns, all of that stuff. Like, I'll even say I, if we turn it over inside our own 30-yard line in field goal range. I, Drives that far, don't start on the plus side of the field, right. there'll be – yeah, okay. I, I yeah, can get there I, with you. I'm, I don't I don't think that they're going to – yeah, I could be wrong. You know, maybe they, they find some stuff and whatever. But I feel like what they do, we should have – a really good game plan and be pretty good. Now, our defensive line needs to play better than they have the last two weeks. Um, you know, we need to tighten up a little bit of coverage. We've had some missed tackles that have started to pop up here the last two or three weeks. We need to get some guys back and healthy. But defensively, I, I feel like we can play a good game. And, you know, the thing is on offense, we really – we really should have a big day offensively against West Virginia. We really should. I yeah, I said that last week though. So that you know, I oh I know should have had a big day against uh, Oklahoma State last week too. Coulda, woulda, <laughs> shoulda. That's the difference between us and them. They're not saying coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? <laughs> we ain't. <laughs> I love how he never fulfilled that uh, prophecy. Uh, um, just brutal. By the way, uh, a well, like to the offense, a very alarming yet unsurprising stat that I looked up today. Okay. Yeah, when you really think about it, it's yeah, that's not that all that surprising. So I went back and looked at all nine games this year and nine. what the time of possession battle looked like at the end of it. Which, by the way. OU lost the turnover or the uh, time of possession battle by like 15 minutes on Saturday. That's not great. 37-22, something like that. Yeah, not great. OU's lost the turnover battle. or God, I keep saying turnover battle. Time of possession battle in seven of their nine games this year. The only two games they've won time of possession was the Iowa State game and the Arkansas State game. Every other game this year, they've, they've lost it. Now, in some of those, in a couple of those, it's been pretty close, separated by like a minute. All right. Yeah. But it just goes to a bigger problem that they need to resolve. You can't go into the SEC losing the time of possession battle in seven of your first nine games. Got to change, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's interesting. Time of possession statistics are it, – it's – it's not something that always matters. Right? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I feel like in our case, not every game, but often it tells, it tells an interesting little side story of, you know, it either means our offense is having a ton of success or our offense is having yeah, no success. Like they lost it against Tulsa, but you scored 66 points. Who really cares? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're scoring fast. Um, you're explosive. You're scoring from far. You know, you're not having to go on, you know, double-digit drives to, to punch the ball in the end zone or to, to kick a field goal. So um, it doesn't always tell the story, but, you know, it often does. And if you're going out and – you know, a, a team like West Virginia that runs the ball really well, what they rank fourth nationally in time of possession, if 
if they start dominating time of possession and our offense is struggling, well, all of a sudden you find yourself in a, 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 quitty, a pretty quick predicament if, you know, they start shortening the game on you and, and, you know, you don't have a lead. I mean, it can be an issue. It not always is, but I think the biggest thing is it, it tells the story with West Virginia how well they're running the football. Yeah. No, I'd agree. 405 says, in Arkansas State and Iowa State were by far their best games offensively. I would throw Tulsa in there, but the amount of points they put up on Iowa State, yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is interesting. Um, here's a not-so-great stat, too, from the text line from the 405. OU last-ever meetings. K-State lost. Baylor lost. Tech lost. Iowa State won. Kansas lost. OSU lost. West Virginia and TCU, question mark. There are too many teams in this conference that have scoreboard over OU. Yeah, I know. I know. That's frustrating. We, and, you know, frankly, teams, programs that we're much better than. This, I, I want to give West Virginia the respect that they deserve. I think Neil Brown has done an excellent job. Um, program that was picked to finish 14th, which they have latched onto that little mantra, and they're on a mission to to throw that right back in everyone's face. Clearly, they're they're not the worst team in this conference. They've done a really good job, but if we play our style of football, we don't even have to play a perfect game. If we just play our style of football, uh, don't have dumb penalties. You know, don't turn the football over. We should win this game handily. Now, you know, I know that sounds stupid considering the last two weeks, but, you know, the last two weeks we've had bad penalties, we've turned the football over, and we haven't played our style of ball. So that's what happens. Uh, By the way, if uh, West Virginia scores over 10 points, Look to the north end zone, not for the football, but but for a, a, a body flying over the north end zone. <laughs> because Cherokee Sooner says, if West by God, Virginia scores more than 10, I'll walk over to the north end zone and have the good folks throw me over the side. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'd, I'd say that's... Really rooting for you, Cherokee Sooner. I, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for a shutout, man. Maybe you should sell the tickets to the game. You're, I don't know if you're in the mental state that you need to be there to witness this one. Seems like you're maybe on the edge a little too much. By the way, you triggered a lot of people saying uh, that the, West Virginia doesn't throw the ball well. KW the 918. They don't throw the ball well? How many average to mediocre quarterbacks have we made look like Willie Joe Namath? Uh, this one says, opposing teams doesn't throw the ball well equals Heisman Day against us. Uh, is that really true? That was the case I mean, last week. It was our most recent memory. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. We've we've done pretty good against the pass. We're one of the leading teams in the country in uh defensive pass efficiency, aren't we? Um I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, he's more than capable if you if you let him get outside the pocket. They got a big tight end, 6-7 tight end transfer from Louisiana State, that's a really good player, catches a ton of balls for him. Their leading receiver is 
a guy that's played like 50 years of college football transfer from NC State. So oh, JT Daniels weapons. is pl- back at West Virginia. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, this guy was a uh, this guy was a junior whenever JT Daniels was uh, was back at West Virginia. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at the four o five Burger Bar. This place is awesome. Right here on Main on five thirty five. You can't miss it. I'm in one of the coolest sports rooms. You're going to see a perfect spot to come watch the game, and they've got great deals uh, on those game days as well. And we'll let you know what all's happening here as the show rolls on. This make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Keep the text coming on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Lane Kiffin has gone viral once again. This time it is leaked audio of a conversation he was having with now a former defensive tackle of his at Ole Miss, DeSanto Rollins. I guess DeSanto Rollins took a like couple-week break due to uh, mental health break, something like that. He was away from the team. And here is the uh, leaked conversation between Lane Kiffin and uh, his ex-defensive lineman. If you would have come here, when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying, I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't. Well, what f***ing world do you live in? I don't see why you gotta be disrespectful. Honestly. Get out of here. Go, go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because I'm. See ya. Go, go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your f-ing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up when the head coach has to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks. Okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being the. F- it's called hiding behind. Sh- and not showing up to work. There you go. Live audio of Lane, kick, uh, Lane Kiffin kicking someone off the team. And, yeah, it really seems like that kid was the one that was recording the conversation. And, mm-hmm. Teddy, it sounds like he took a mental health break from the team, wanted to come back, but uh, never really answered anyone's calls or text, and was trying to catch the coach in a gotcha moment there. Yeah, well, uh, a standing ovation from me to – Lane Kiffin, um, and you know how I feel. I'm typically very annoyed with the guy. But, you know, in this instance, you can't take a mental health break. That doesn't mean uh, you get to not even respond to people you work for or teams that you're on, and you can just disappear and then show up whenever you feel like it and say, uh, yeah, sorry about that uh, blackout I had for three weeks. I was taking a mental health break. That's not how it works. I get it. I understand. There's a lot of stress, and people deal with it in different ways, but it's not okay whenever you're on a team to deal with it however you see fit and not even keep uh, you know, coaches, position coaches, teammates, captains, whoever in the loop. That ain't how it works. E Freaky from Illinois says, dang, Jimbo leaked that audio, huh? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, it, you, you can't just be gone for three weeks now and you expect to be back on the team. You know, <laughs> hey, it's, it's pretty borderline 
ridiculous is what it is here. You you, you want to play here, right? You want to play here, right? You you can't you can't blame mental health on it. Be gone three weeks now. It would sound something like that with a few f bombs yeah. mixed in there. You like mental health, don't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that I hey no, but I, I'm with you. I became just a little bit more of a fan of uh, Lane Kiffin. There, you just I don't you. You can't, you can't just leave the team for two to three weeks and expect to come back. And saying, I just think it's what really – What blanket planet do you live on? Yeah, Is that, that was, what he said? That was, that was his best line there. <laughs> but then, dude, like so weak to come back and secretly record the conversation and try to catch the coach in a gotcha moment. I mean, that's as weak as it gets, man. I know, and I love the, the phrase, you don't have to be disrespectful. Which I don't think people understand what disrespectful means. I disappearing for several weeks and not letting your head coach of the football team you play for know where you are and not answering, not coming in to talk to him about what's going on with you. That is disrespectful. Right? Strange. I don't know um, if this was a recent conversation or not. I mean, it feels like it is. I, I mean, like this week, it would be pretty ballsy of this guy to be gone for multiple weeks and, oh, hey, we're uh, sitting at 8-1 and one now. We're the number nine ranked team in the country. We got to go. We got a chance to play for something, go to a pretty awesome bowl game. Maybe I get some pretty sweet bowl gifts at the end of the year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to the team now. Yeah, I need yeah, I'm to get ready back now. in on this action. I'm taking a mental health break. I'm going to see what the record is at the halfway point of the season, and I may or may not come back, depending on where we're where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Top ten. What's team. worse? Everyone's coming back now. What's worse, that or the NC State quarterback situation, where uh, the yeah. quarterback that won the job and they're three and one is now going to pull himself and take a red shirt year, doesn't want to burn his red shirt. <laughs> what the hell's going on, dude? Yeah, it's insane. it sucks. Like th- this um d- do you know like the backstory of what happened last year and everything? So Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, so that kid um and his name is MJ Morris. So he he played a little bit last year for NC State, but at the end of the year their staff was, well, we're we're still going to go going to go get another quarterback in the portal. We're going to go get Brennan Armstrong. I think he was out of Virginia at the time. Started Brennan Armstrong. He got benched. This kid goes back in, plays his four games, and like you said, yeah, I'm going to redshirt the rest of the year, and uh, we'll see what options I get in the portal at the end of the season. So that it, it almost seems like it was a middle finger, like, oh, yeah, you, you want to well, go uh, get yeah. someone in the portal? Then uh, we'll, we'll watch this. I'll do the same thing to you. Yeah, and they, they, he never mentioned anything to anyone. He played his four games. And then, like on Monday, I guess was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm not gonna play this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit out so I can get my red shirt year." And his dad said that he's not leaving the program, right? That that he's not leaving. It's like, well, what the, uh, end of the year I don't know. Is. I don't know if you planned on leaving or not, but they ain't gonna have you back. And matter of fact, I wouldn't show up to the locker room. Let one of your teammates get a hold of Well, you. I hate both. I hate both circumstances. I'm going to say DeSanto Rollins, though, trying to secretly record the head coach is, is the worst out of the two. Well, yeah, which let me just say this. Um, you, The Drake Stoops audio from this week, that it seems like that's the norm right to i'm here to play i have pride in this program 
I want to play for my coaches. I want to play for my teammates. He's he, all he talks about in that that quick little sound bite, sound bite is we and us and the program. There's no I in there. I. That's way more rare than you would imagine, especially in this day and age. Whenever all you hear is everyone being told to look out for yourself, do the best for you. What's best for you and your family is the line that we hear over and over and over. I appreciate that from Drake Stoops. Yeah. Because you don't get it everywhere. I don't think you get it in very many places these days. Yeah. This era. That's right. No, it's just another reason why um, he'll go down as one of the most beloved Sooners of the past 10, 20 years. That's, I mean, you know how they show the current NFL players? on the video board, like, during the game. Uh, when that happens next year, if Baker's uh, wherever he's starting next year, hopefully he is, he always gets the loudest applause out of all the current NFL players. Drake Stoops and the Stoops that'll happen next year will be right there on cue with Baker Mayfield and the, and the reaction it gets from the fans. And it should. Yep. Yep. Um, just outstanding stuff. And I got to tell you um, – Joe Washington is my favorite Sooner of all time. Uh, and then behind that, like, if I want to go over the over the last decade or two decades, it's Blake Bell and Drake Stoops, in my opinion. Those are my two guys. Just it's pretty good group. incredible. Incredible. No Baker Mayfield in that? Well. I mean, geez. I mean, dang, I'll tell you, there's – no one puts on a show like Baker Mayfield. Nobody. Yeah, he's he's in there too. Yeah, he's in there too. But that's like that's the uh that's a pretty strong three right there, man. You go mm-hmm. Baker, you go Blake Bell, you go Drake Stoops. And if you wanted to throw someone else in there as like an honorable mention, Samaje P. Ryan would be a good one, I think. Oh yes. Perini Shep uh, Shep C D Lamb. I mean, I can now. I can start going on and on and on, but um, like the quick, like in a pinch, and somebody asks you who your favorite Sooner of all time is. Like my top three right at this moment: Joe Washington uh, is number one, and then Blake Bell and Drake Stoops top three. What's what's going to have to happen for uh, Joe Washington to uh, get knocked off of number one? What what does Drake Stoops have to do? To get to number one by the end of his career, he's running out of time. I don't know if he's 60 years old or however old uh, Joe Washington is right now and he's still the coolest uh, blanker in the room, then Well, pretty, yeah, good, pretty good chance. Stoops. Well, okay, well, he's going to have to wait till he's 60 then, but I'm, I'm going to guess that that happens here. Joe uh, Washington is like, it don't matter where you are, he's the coolest guy in the room. It's pretty awesome, man. And there's a lot to be said for that. And he left-handed has a hell of a golf game. Dude can do everything. I'll get his All autograph right. for you uh, for Christmas this year. Don't worry. Hey, I, I already got me a, I already got me a uh, smoke through a keyhole T-shirt. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm I'm already set. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out the 405 Burger Bar. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC. And Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Bob Stoops will join us coming up next segment. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. we got a lot going on. Over there, let's uh, let's see what we got. Talked to Joe Washington for quite a while during the 2002 UTEP lightning delay. Great guy. Uh, yeah. 580, my favorite OU players of all time would be one, Baker Mayfield. Two, Brian Bosworth. Three, Rocky Kalmus. There you go. Cherokee Sooner says favorite Sooners, Baker, Teddy, and Drake. Uh, someone's saying he's 69. I think they're talking about Joe Washington. Nice. I think he just turned 70 a few weeks ago. Um, Joe has always been one of my favorites also. How is Rocky Kalmus not in Teddy's top three? Good point. Uh, I mean, now, there's a difference between uh, favorite and best. You know, like they don't always just 100% match up. He's definitely on the best list, like that I have firsthand knowledge of. Yeah, one hundred percent. He hell, he may be number one. Well, no, Roy's number one. So uh, my buddy Wallace, he uh, he got a photo last week because the boss went to the game with him to to Stillwater, and so they're walking out of the stadium. And they see Rocky Kalmus. So he kind of steps back and he takes a – it's like all these fans leaving the game, like walking on a sidewalk. And there's Boz and Rocky Kalmus just walking side by side talking to each other. And, and, the, imagine – the Boz? Yeah, the Boz and Rocky Kalmus are leaving the game last Saturday, walking right by each other just talking to one another. Imagine seeing that if you're just a random OU fan or even an Oklahoma State fan. Like, oh, oh okay. Just killer. And I – I think people will probably forget how gigantic Rocky Kalmus is. He's huge. I mean, they listed him at 6'3 whenever he played at OU, but I, he feels like when you stand next to him, he feels like he's way taller than 6'3. I couldn't tell if he still had a uh, brace on for a broken arm and a boot on for a broken ankle like his uh, OU days walking <laughs> well, around. He, he just had surgery. Uh, whenever I was, whenever I saw him at training camp, uh, he was about to have uh, some surgery on his hands. He was having some issues with his hands. So, yeah, dude, it's constant. Kenny from the four hundred five faves would be Baker Mayfield, Dan Cody, and AD. God, remember the days when Dan Cody used to have a mm-hmm. guest appearance on the station? Oh yeah, that was electric radio. Oh my gosh, that was so good. We need to find some old archives of that. Absolute Mm -hmm. stud. Very good. Hey, speaking of backers, um, and and let's, with this question, let's act like everyone is 100% healthy or at least going to play, uh, whatever. Who who are your two backers on Saturday? Is it going to be Stutzman and Kip Lewis? I I would guess, my initial guess is we see – I think Stutzman plays. I think Kip Lewis probably spells him some. Um, and I think we see a rotation at Mike Backer between Canick and Kobe McKenzie. But that's just guess. I don't know. Um, you know, I've talked about it before. I, I think that 
I think that Kip Lewis and Danny Stutzman are your two best inside backers. But you don't just uproot the best player on your defense, the most productive player on your defense through this point in the season and say, oh, hey, we want you to move positions. Like that's – you know what I'm saying? That's oh, yeah. not something that you you just you just do to get someone else on the field. Um, now – if if like if he wanted that and he's okay with that, maybe he maybe to get Kip in there, you see Stutzman roll in at Mike for a series or two or something like that, kind of see how it goes. I don't know, but I think there's probably going to be a rotation going on. You know, it's it is inter- like as as much as it's as bad as it's been the past two weeks, just you know losing games. They have um, really stocked that linebacker position in a hurry. From where yeah. it was in the spring, where it was, we can't, we can't, we can't have an injury, or we're in trouble, man. And going into the year, like they had some talent there, but they didn't have a whole lot of experience. That's changed now. And yeah. I know that some people are down on Canick, but he's going to get a lot better. And I think we're going to be having a different conversation next year about Jaron Canick. But if you can get Stutzman to come back, man, you'll have Stutzman coming back that's played a ton of ball, Canick coming back that started a, started an entire year, Kobe McKenzie who's had some big reps, Kip Lewis who's had some big reps, and some second-year guys behind them that should be ready to contribute as well. I mean, they're, they're in a good spot at linebacker, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, getting better, you know, there's – just because you're not playing in games doesn't mean that you're not still improving at practice, technique-wise, going through individual, and uh, learning the defense. You're still absorbing everything that everyone else does and going through walkthrough and all that stuff, too. So those guys, you know, they're not getting the game experience always, but they're still coming along, and everyone's getting this defense down a little bit more. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Coach Stoops going to join us next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional grade in fashion, ten to seven. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, anyhow, that's uh, it, it. Was uh, good. Good to be there. I may be totally misremembering this, but I thought back in like two thousand two, the Cubs invited you out to throw out a first pitch. Is that is that right? And how how was that experience? Yeah, I uh, I threw one out way back when. Uh, uh, no, wait, wait, what are you talking about? 2002. Did you not throw out a first pitch at a Cubs game at Wrigley Field? No, no, no. Oh, I, I thought you I did sang, at one point. I sang, take me out okay, to the that's ball game up there. Yeah, well, you know how you get up there with yeah. Harry Carey and you sing, take me out to the ball game. So I was, um, myself and Kelvin Sampson uh, went up and did it. We had a good time. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm sure you... Probably better throwing the baseball for the first pitch than you are singing uh, up there out of the window. Nerves probably not fun on that. But, hey, Coach, I know we lost the Bedlam game. I I just wanted to hear your thoughts of what you thought overall. And I know there's a lot of panic going on around here uh, with two losses in a row. So just 
curious to hear your perspective on that football game and, and kind of where we go from here. Yeah, there's there's no need to panic. Uh, the bottom line, we we didn't play clean enough. Uh, you're not going to win, you know, when when you when you have three turnovers away from home and they have one. Uh, two two of the fumbles weren't even caused by uh, Oklahoma State. They were caused by us. Um, you know, you can't you can't do that. Um, as, as well as we had some drops, uh, had nine penalties. The non-playing penalties put us behind the. When I say non-playing penalties, I when you're in the middle of a play. You know, you, you're going to have some things happen, but not before and after the play. You shouldn't have penalties, and and we've had too many of them, and and it, they show up, and it makes and it makes a difference. So you know, you if you got to play a clean cleaner game, and that's the bottom line. And and um, and and we didn't do it well enough, and Oklahoma State did it better than we did as far as playing a clean game, and and they win a tight game that way. Drake had a comment, I think, Monday after practice that's really made the rounds that a lot of people like. And it, it was the, the comment, I'm sure you've seen it, but pretty much based off the question, some think that this season is over. Took exception to that, you know, it kind of say how much he loves the place. I, I'm guessing that you probably echo those sentiments to some, to, to some of those that think the season's over. That's ridiculous. You know, I don't, don't ask me fan questions. That's, that's for fans. That's... Uh... You know, anyone who's lived it and played it and worked it, there's a lot to play for all the way to the end, and 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 uh, people get upset every week, and and uh, so you got to give yourself the best chance to win this week. Yeah, and I, I thought his I thought his answer was spot on. It was outstanding. Now, um, not excuse making. Obviously, uh, Oklahoma State won the football game. They outplayed us, outcoached us. All of the above, but uh, an egregious miscall on Drake there in the corner of the end zone uh, probably makes a touchdown on that on that play. There's a no call; it's blatant. What what did you think of that that miscall there on the pass interference? Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. That's uh, it's my son. You know, people. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. So uh, at the end, we. You know, everybody can view it the way they want to see it, and it and uh, it's not hard to see. Just watch it. So at the end, um, I don't need to comment on it. Uh, I I told you the biggest reasons I feel we lost the game earlier just uh, just us not playing clean enough, and and uh, that's that's all it takes to lose a, a tight, hard fought game. Another big weekend in college football coming up, of course, here in Norman, but. Another big game in Lexington as well. Uh, Kentucky's got Alabama, 11 a.m. kickoff um, out there in Lexington. And, man, Mark has just brought so much consistency to, to that program. And I, I know that you've watched from up close and from afar. What do you think is the biggest reason that Mark and that staff have done such a fantastic job since really since he's gotten there? I think in a lot of things, uh, I think everything begins with recruiting. And then they've they've uh, really developed a physical, tough football team running the ball defensively, usually being really strong against the run, those kind of things. So, and then and he's had some consistency, you know, with with coaches. So just overall, they've uh, they just b- built a, a stronger and and tougher football team, kind of year by year. 
Yeah, a lot of good stuff going on across the country. This is going to be a big weekend, and, you know, we'll be watching the Big 12 close, Coach. We've got – Oklahoma's not out of it. They're going to need some help. Uh, obviously, they just need to win their football games, and, you know, uh, we can watch what's happening around the around the country and around the conference. But how about the Big 12 this year? You know, we are – we're deep into the season, and oftentimes in the past we've seen, you know, one or two teams have a stranglehold on the conference at this point, but – you know, things still pretty wide open. The conference is super competitive this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, with so many teams with one and two losses, it's really tight. And and there's there's seems to be uh, you know more parity. Meaning, it's yeah. like every week anybody can beat anybody. And and that's why, like I said earlier, we we're not out of this. Uh, you know, anything can happen every week. There isn't hasn't been anybody. I don't think really winning in dominant fashion, I, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. Last, nope. qu- yeah, yeah, no, go ahead with that. No, no, I was just saying I agree. Uh, what, what about you? When's the uh, when does training camp get back underway? When are when are you back uh, down there with the Renegades? Well, they're going through this merger right now, or trying to approve the merger of the USFL and XFL, and that hasn't, uh, you know, happened yet. Okay. So until that happens, I don't really know what the schedule is going to be. So, uh, you know, last year we got started practicing mid-January, and our first game was in mid-February. And, um, but I don't know that that will be the same thing this year. So we've got to wait and find out what this merger is going to look like. Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there on Saturday. Are you, you are going to be, are you going to be in town for the West Virginia game? Uh, yes, I'll be, uh, I'll be in there in the first quarter with uh, – with you and Toby, and you know, uh, you guys keep schooling me up on how to do this. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be fun. We we love having you in there, and we look forward to seeing you up there. And uh, we appreciate you stopping by the show, Coach. All right, guys, Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner. There you go. Yeah, it'd be a big win for uh, Mark and Mark and Mike out there <sighs> at Kentucky if they can get that one on Saturday. Yeah, boy, uh, Alabama. You know, it's almost like losing to Texas early in the season has been kind of a blessing in disguise for them because they were dismissed after that after that loss, and then they went out and played bad against South Florida, pretty much left for dead, and have been able to build an incredible football team in relative obscurity for Alabama's sake, and then... You know, if you've just kind of been a casual fan, you look back up at the the rankings and the standings, and it's like, oh, Alabama's back. You ready, yeah, you ready to start the rumor that Saban lost that game on purpose for this exact reason? Ooh, we should do that. And uh, coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, he got on to Miss Terry this week about something Uh-oh. that she said. So oh, she's, on, okay. she's on notice by uh, Coach Saban. She's looking ahead. What happened? I'll, I'll play the audio clip the top of the next hour. She must have asked him to comment about what the fans thought of uh, you know, the previous loss. <laughs> you know? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or Wagner's 